Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome to Starry Alignment, your source for cosmic strategy and divine timing. My name is Stephanie Catalano, and I am your host here. Usually for the new and full moon, I'm here with my friend and beloved uh, um, past client, Alula Rose. And really, we took some time this week to take care of ourselves, and we've decided to change the format of the podcast a little bit. So it's just going to be me for this episode, and next week or two, I think next week we're going to record, yeah, the end of next week, we're going to record um, the Aries seasonal divination episode, and we're going to continue going live once a month together instead of every two weeks. So I'm super excited to be here with you now um, for the podcast in the Star Alignment Studio. And thank you for kind of working with me as I figure out um, going live on YouTube for the first time without using Zoom and um, in the studio. So please excuse the lighting and the fact that I can't um, share my screen. Um, I thought that that would be possible through YouTube, but it's not. So it's just going to be me here chatting with you um, this whole time. And I'm going to keep this transmission pretty succinct, um, but uh, information packed. So first, obviously, we want to talk about the Virgo full moon in and of itself and what this full moon is all about. And what I like to do is look at the decan of the full moon the season that we're in, pull some tarot and really look at some of the important aspects of this full moon and what's to come, what's connected to it and how it relates to you. So first off, this is the full moon of Pisces season and of the last season of winter, the last season of the zodiacal year. We're about to enter a whole new zodiacal year with the sun on its way to entering Pisces, um, Pisces, <laughs> its way to entering Aries. And so Pisces season is one where we are really um, super relaxed about things even right now i'm going to go turn on the light right here so that you can probably see me a little better okay Ooh. let's see does that help okay a little bit a little bit yeah you can see me better now and if you're looking um to actually if you're on iTunes in the future and you want to see the visuals, you can go to Spotify or YouTube. So back to the transmission here. So when we're thinking about Virgo we're, and we're thinking about Pisces, they work on a polarity. So we have Pisces season being the season that is a energy of completion, the energy of water, the energy of emotional alchemy. And so in this season, we really learn how to trust ourselves. And a lot of things come together through our ability and willingness to relax. Water is an energy that flows. It is an energy that moves through things. Even if we don't want it to, you could think of how um, you, when you spill a glass of water, it can just you know spill all over whatever surface it is on. Or if you pour a glass of water, it's going to take any shape that you put it in. And you know, the final phase of water is 
to evaporate, is to move into a space of nothingness. And that is what Pisces really represents is this ethereal realm of the emotions and really trusting in our dreams and trusting in the flow of our consciousness. So with the full moon, this is when we have a surge of energy throughout the throughout this lunation season especially since Pisces is a bit more sleepy a bit more dreamy and um, relaxed so with the full moon um, now that we're past the full moon by a couple days we're going to notice that the Virgo seed is starting to bloom and Virgo is all about bringing things to a completion but in a physical sense so like pisces is an emotional completion an intellectual and intelligence of sorts there's a, there's an intelligence of our inner water inner fluidity our inner trust and virgo is a completion around the material something uh, from from the mind, because Virgo is ruled by Mercury, is coming into material form and being able to penetrate the world through this Piscean emotional realm, like the emotional waters that move through us when the sun is in this sign of Pisces, with then this, the blossoming of the season being in Virgo, is that we are able to finally birth something of a material essence, of a material sustenance, of value that we have been working on, especially for the last six months. And so I say six months because Virgo season was six months ago and, and the new moon in Virgo was six months ago. And in, in new moons, this is when we plant seeds of intention and of truth. And we wish to see these things grow. And it does take time and many, many cycles to see our intentions sprout and grow and change. So six months later with this Virgo full moon, we are seeing the intention of creating perfection in some way in our life, of creating something that's reliable to ourselves, to our soul, to our purpose, to our value in the world, to how we can exchange in the economy and make use of our ideas in a physical sense. And so Virgo helps us to organize, structure, uh, clarify our thoughts in a way that is very productive and that is very systemized and streamlined. And of course, we know, many of you know, if you've been you know, tuned into the astral world or if you follow the astrology, you know that Saturn just left the sign of Aquarius an hour after this Virgo full moon. So if you don't know, the Virgo full moon was on March 7th at uh, 7.40 a.m. 2023. And within an hour of that, um, we had Saturn move into Pisces. And so on this full moon, Saturn was at the 29th degree and 59th second of Aquarius. And so with this full moon, there is this blossoming of Aquarian themes, like the Aquarian blessing of what Saturn in Pisces has been trying to teach us, Saturn and its home sign, what Saturn at home has been trying to teach us really is coming 
through us through this full moon. Uh, Aquarius, where Saturn was at the time of this blossoming, um, is the sign that represents the collective, the community, the heart of humanity. And being a bearer of knowledge, of wisdom, of information that can be transferred to other people through generosity, through selflessness, through what is the word? Altruism is the word I'm looking for, or through um, a way of giving back, knowing that when we give back, we're really giving to ourselves. And so this full moon is connecting us with how we really connect to the whole and all of our struggles, all of our um, qualities of who we are in this body, who we are in our community, who we are in our age group, in the skin color that we are, in the sex or the gender that we are. This is part of how we connect to the heart of humanity. And there's so much value in that. And so this full moon is really bringing us to have reverence for that and to trust what it is that our minds are guiding us to because we do have mercury in the sign of pisces on this full moon as well with the sun and neptune so mercury moving through pisces over the next couple of weeks um is going to help us to really surrender to knowing that our dreams are coming to us for a reason and that there's there's greater hope in our day-to-day -day that we might not realize in the mundane that there are things that we are meant to pay forward to other people, right? Like if Mercury is in the sign of the mutable water, the mutable emotions with the sun, and it's going to align with the sun um, just 10 days, I believe, 10 days after this full moon on um, March 17th. Let me just take a look really quick. Yeah, so 10 days after the actual full moon, Mercury and the sun align perfectly in what we call a Kazemi in the sign of, it must be Aries. Let me see. Am I crazy? It can't be Aries. Is it Aries? No, it's not Aries. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, Alula and I, this is what it is. Alula and I are going to go, going to be recording next week. And the recording for you is going to come the week after March 17th. So that's why I got kind of mixed up there. Um, but the actual Kazemi is going to be um, March 17th. Um, let's see exactly what time it is in the morning, just so you know when that's happening. March 17th at 6.44 a.m., a very holy time is when we have that Kazemi. And um, Kazemis are when we have this like insight, this download, this inner knowing of truth around something that we've been working through in the place of the Kazemi is happening, meaning the planet is in the heart of the sun. It's in the heart of spirit, in the heart of, of, of the soul of our consciousness. And there's been something in the Piscean realm that we've been waiting to have this profound and deep clarity with. And that's coming with this full moon cycle right in between the full and new moon. Um, so yeah, there's like a deep clarity that is beginning to 
show itself. And, you know, Pisces is ruled by Jupiter and Jupiter is in the sign of Aries. And on this full moon, Jupiter is conjunct Chiron as well as Venus in Aries. And so Aries is the sign of the warrior, of the one that goes first, of the one that is fearless. This is cardinal fire energy. And the fire is, is represented by the energy of the south, of where the equator is. Of And if, if you're living in the heat of it, you really have to be fearless. If you're living where you know, there are a lot of like jungle beings that live wild and, and there are even like fire ants and, you know, where there is light, there is life. And so where the fire is, we have to learn to, you know, face our fears. And that's what Aries really represents is that first initial, you know, go to, I can handle this. I can do this. I can experience this. And so, with this full moon being ruled by Jupiter and Aries, conjunct Chiron and Venus, Chiron is the energy of the wounded healer. And so the things that we feel wounded about, we're finally like, you know what? That wound is something I have become so wise as a result of, and I'm so grateful for it. And I'm going to integrate that into my gift that I'm birthing through this full moon, through this Virgo materialization of my truth, of my knowing, of my value, of the purpose of all the struggle I have experienced in my life. Because I personally believe that struggle creates purpose and it it intensifies our knowing, our truth, our philosophy, our relationship to source. And this is the hero's journey. So Whatever it is that you've been carrying that you've needed to learn how to heal, um, you may feel that you've come to a more deeper embodiment of, you know, loving this part of yourself, loving and wearing that part of you openly, you know, to the world on your sleeve because Venus is also in Aries conjunct Chiron and, and Jupiter and on the new moon in Pisces, these signs were on a, in a complete, very short, you know, pile up conjunction. On the full moon, Venus is just four degrees away. Um, so she's not very far away. But, you know, there there's this sense of like it being embodied because Venus rules the body. Venus rules our, our sensuality, our ability to feel, our ability to um relate to other people as a result of what we believe and what we attract to ourselves based on what we believe. So, you know, Venus crossing over Jupiter and Chiron, the place where we are wounded and that we're learning how to heal. It's like, there's a lot of forgiveness uh, that has happened. And with that forgiveness, we can become much more fearless and willing to lead. So that's a major part of this full moon as well. Um, this is one of the last lunations where we have um, the North Node in Taurus and the South Node in Scorpio. This is going to change over very soon here. Um, let me look ahead for you when this is going to be. Um, we have a couple of months. Um, let's see. 
One, two, three, four, five. So yeah, it's five months away that we really do experience the shift of the nodes. Um, but the nodes change signs every year and a half. So we're coming on that like end of cycle. The North node is at the fourth degree of Taurus and um, a little bit farther away from Uranus now. So our, our fate is North node represents our fate and our karma as a collective. It being in Taurus is representing how we can get really grounded in our truth and what we know and we can find practical value and doing things slow and steady and building over time in a way that is um, sustainable. Like I, when I think of Taurus, North Node Taurus, I think what the lesson has been over the last year and a half is to be completely content with building something that takes a really long time and that's part of like imagine uh like a, a bull moving through a field of grass like a, a bull does not move through a field of grass like fire it moves through it very slowly like one blade of grass at a time and even if it tried to eat an entire field to itself it probably couldn't but even if it could, the field is endless. So there's this like energy of being trusting and, and, and being abundant in your approach and knowing that you don't have to do so much to get something done. You can really just take it one blade of grass at a time and realize the significance and the depth and the taste and the flavor of that single blade of grass and how much you can really get out of that part of whatever it is that you're working on. So this can also mean like, I think of like the innovation that's happening with um, Uranus and Taurus, like so much technology is now becoming like mainstream. Live streaming is now available on so many different website, you know, providers, um, scheduling appointments is available on so many different scheduling our, our website providers, um, running courses, like all of the stuff used to be something that, you know, was kind of new and now it's like normal. So we're also able to be very resourceful with Uranus and Taurus, um, North node and Taurus is like taking stock on what is here. Like the blade, the, the blade of grass is there because it is a resource because it's gone through, you know, a cycle and a phase that's allowed it to be a, a blade of grass. So really just grazing in, in areas in the world, in the workplace, in the economy, um, in your family, that you know, in your community with your friends, like where there is fruit, like, work where there is fruit, work where there is ease, work where there is abundance. And that is part of the, the ease that can come with this full moon is knowing that there is uh, so much to work with. And the reason why the North Node is so important with this full moon is that it is trining over to the new moon. Uranus is trining over, I'm sorry, new moon. The, it is trining over to the full moon. Uranus is in a sextile to the sun 
at 16 degrees on the day of this full moon and in a trine to the moon at 16 degrees. Uranus is at 15 degrees. So trines are benevolent. They are ruled by Jupiter. They rule expansion and abundance. And so it's like taking something old, something um, innocent, something that is um, simple. Those are all Virgoian things, innocent, simple, also like old fashioned, something that's like, um, resembles the feminine, right? Resembles because Virgo is the only sign of Zodiac that is actually depicted by um, a human. And, you know, in ancient times, the Aquarius, you think of like the water, the pitcher, the woman, the woman pouring the water, the man pouring the water, but it was always just the pitcher of water when we think of Aquarius. Um, but with Virgo, it's always a woman holding a shaft of wheat. That is the symbol of Virgo. So Virgo um, is naturally thought of as this divine feminine archetype. One second as I take a swig. And um, yeah, so with Virgo, the, the feminine and, you know, also Capricorn, Taurus, Virgo, they're all these feminine signs. So the access of Pisces and Virgo is feminine as well. So this is the feminine expression of Mercury, right? So just want to point out all these little feminine qualities and that that supports this energy of resourcefulness, this energy of not needing to push and just realizing that what is here for me is here for me. And I don't need to create anything. I don't need to go outside of what I know. I can keep it very simple. And that can that can actually give a really big impact. Um, yeah, I think this is part of the medicine of this lunation is just realizing the power of the yin, the power of surrender, the power of trusting, of relaxing. And you can really feel this when you do like a yin yoga practice and notice how good you feel after an hour of doing just like five poses instead of 30. <laughs> And when we breathe into a certain space, like how much we can create just in that one single breath, right? So this is my invitation, my permission slip to you to keep whatever that you have and you're working on and whatever clarity that you're seeking to allow it to be easy, allow it to be feminine, receptive, open, gentle, and easy, you know, um, I want to talk to you about the Deccan that this full moon is in. And since it is at 16 degrees, it is at the second Deccan of Virgo. And that is the nine of pentacles and the nine of pentacles. I'll read it to you from Biddy Tarot. You have created abundance. Now enjoy the fruits of your labor. Don't be afraid to splurge on something special for yourself. Use your wealth to create financial independence in the long term, right? So it's like realizing what we already have, like how we've how hard we've really been working, 
And that's been really true for me in this lunation cycle. It's just like so much, especially when uh, Mercury and Saturn were conjunct the week before this full moon. Um, I personally had my Mercury return and my Mercury return was on the same day of the Mercury-Saturn conjunction and the same day of the Venus-Jupiter conjunction, Chiron conjunction. <laughs> and it was super, super powerful. And everything, every dollar I've spent in the last year, um, I mean, even down to my Mercury return, um, quick little astro astrological side note, I hired a coach last year um, on the day of my Mercury return. And since that day, I've been integrating how I can, you know, make use of all of the work that I did with her for six months and all of the money I invested. And I also invested in several other coaches and courses and um, even the space this space has, I've re-signed my lease on the day of my Mercury Kazemi <laughs> last week. Um, so, so much came on my own Mercury Kazemi and Mercury Kazemi, our return really is the right word. Um, but the return is like a solar return, you know, like every single year we have our birthday and each of the planets have their own little birthday too. And Mercury rules the mind, it rules communication, it rules what we think and how that then becomes our reality. So, um, you know, a year ago I had made a lot of intentional investments and it wasn't until um, this past uh, Virgo full moon, the conjunction of Mercury and Saturn um, and my Mercury return, that so much of what I've been working on had come through. And that's kind of how life and astrology works is that we are always in process and everything works in a cycle of a beginning, middle and end. And like, not that, that, that realization um, is coming to an end, but it's come to the point where I can share with you what I'm willing to offer now that I feel super clear on what I'm meant to be doing with my time and my energy and the information that I have to share with you. So I think this is a good time for me to share um, what it is that I am offering and I can close with some divination for you and a blessing. So I'm super excited to share that I am going to be reopening access to my sacred rhythm astrology mentorship program starting on March 23rd of 2023. And this mentorship program I launched back in 2019 when I was doing daily horoscope podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and on Instagram. And I was doing daily horoscopes for a year and a half straight, producing podcasts and writing scripts and posting them on every single platform possible pretty much up until the day that um, we went into lockdown. And when we went into lockdown, I had, I was in a bit of um, a conundrum myself <laughs> because I basically created my course so that I was speaking directly to my clients. I created a course that um, at the end of every module, I would like say to my clients, like, I'll see you next week. And I look forward to working with, the, you know, through this information with you then. And they would watch a course module 
Um, and then they would do some journal prompts. They would meet with me and then they would do some journal prompts and some embodiment practices. And I created a 12 module program and I had a couple dozen women go through that. And it was amazing. It really was. But by doing content every single day, by creating that course on the back end and delivering it, it was also at the point in my life when COVID hit that I was really uh, burnt out. I was just like, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this anymore. So what I did was I just unplugged for about the same amount of time, a year and a half. And a year ago, um, right around my Mercury Kazemi, uh, I came back online. So what I've come to realize is that, and I've been trying to figure out like, how can I reoffer this course? How can I prevent burning out? How can I make this super accessible? Um, what is the best pricing? You, you name it. I've literally spent an entire year and a lot of money, a lot, a lot of money on figuring this out so I can be of service. And um, this is what I've come to. Starting on March 23rd, I'm going to create the Sacred Rhythm Mentorship course for you here on YouTube. And twice a week, you will get a 10-minute video from me or so. It's going to be a creation process that I do once a month. So we'll see how it goes for the next year. But for three weeks, you'll get 10-minute videos to walk you through uh, the minutia of what I believe is super, super important in the building blocks of knowing how to read your own birth chart and how to essentially be a proficient and effective astrologer for yourself. Um, and I think that's like really, really important. I think that the irony of what we experienced in 2020 really shows that the information of astrology is so powerful that up until that time, this information was really underground. It was hard to find. And, you know, since 2020, three years later, like this information is not that difficult to find. If you're on TikTok, you probably get it. <laughs> you know, if, if you're on Instagram, if you're on YouTube, you can find astrological wisdom in many different places. Um, so, but what happened then was, um, so astrologically perfectly timed that it's a bit eerie. So like the powers that be, I believe, really do use astrology to yield their power and control over the masses. And this is why astrology and the wisdom of this information is kept from us. It is, is not taught in public schools. It is not taught, you know, it was taken away from indigenous people. It was taken away from our religious and spiritual practices, um, having rituals and reverence for the sun and the moon and the stars that literally give us life and grow our food and our babies and our minds. And so learning astrology is what I call a survival skill. It is required for uh, navigating the world in a really holistic way. And many, many scholars of natural medicine, of philosophy, of psychology believe this. And this is throughout our human history that you will see 
in many, many different cultures throughout the world that our ritualistic relationship with the sun, the moon, the planets, and the earth, and our community is so, it's it's essential, but not in a way that's like, we need it to survive. It's like innate in us. It's It's natural for us. So I only find it natural to begin to teach this stuff freely. And I've been like pondering, like, how am I going to create my course and also create content? Like, I don't want to tease people with my content. I just, I don't want, I, I really don't like that the internet, you know, really eats and sucks up our time. It can be very addicting. Um, and there's many, many paywalls to knowledge and information that should be common knowledge. And I've been trying to grapple with um, creating sustainability and abundance for me and my family and my future while also being altruistic and a humanitarian and fair with what's going on in the world, uh, not just to the rich and not just to um, those that can get credit or loan. You know, there are many, many different people in many, many different situations. So what I'm going to be doing is offering my 12 module course for free on YouTube and on my podcast on Spotify and iTunes. And you can choose to upgrade, um, to take the course as a self-study journey. And in this self-study journey, you will have your own private portal where all the videos are uploaded for you, um, as they come. And, you will also get journal prompts by the fourth week. So every four weeks, and I might drip them out like with content, but by the fourth week, you will have like the complete set of journal prompts for that module. And that fourth week is really your integration week. And for you to take the time to reflect uh, a little bit more deeply, like my clients did back in 2019. And with the journal prompts also come embodiment practices. So inside of the membership where you can, you know, go deeper, choose to go deeper, there will be more instruction on how to create a safe place for you as you meditate, as you pray, as you work with the planets. And my work is what I would call um, three different, you know, expressions, shamanic, somatic, and intuitive and so that's the kind of work that we're doing together you know like some people do you know business strategy and or love and relationships and whatever else like my work is connecting you with the shamanic realm with the intuitive realm and with the somatic realm so being in the body being in the spirit and being in your intuition so um, the journal prompts are meant to take you beyond the, you know, the free content that's online, take you beyond the intellectual and guide you to hearing yourself, guide you to understanding the planets in your own way. Through a more shamanic lens, through meditation, through being quiet and the course, I, I at this time, I, I don't think I'm going to be offering any like virtual support. This is literally just like a self-study experience. And what I'm 
making it is really, really accessible. It's $360 for the entire year of journal prompts and embodiment practices and videos that are gonna be off of YouTube. So like if I meet you on the street and you wanna take my course and you don't like being on social media, all the videos are right in your portal. If you're on social media and you love that you can watch my videos on YouTube because you have a YouTube premium or if you're on Spotify because you have Spotify premium, awesome. But if you wanna get off those platforms and you wanna focus, there is a portal for you. And out, you know, outside the videos that are created for the course, um, you also have these journal prompts that you sit down with yourself and you focus and you, you go in and you go deep. And the embodiment practices are very simple, but they require your dedication. They require your, your vessel. And there might be some bonuses thrown in there. So um, yeah, I look forward to seeing what comes, but for now, this is what it is. And if you want to um, break up that 360 payment, into 12 months, it's $36 a month. So I think at $36 a month to learn astrology and to do this deep psychological work on yourself, you're really going to be learning how to read your own chart, how to understand how to follow transits, how to follow every single planetary return, how to plan for your Saturn return or plan for the recovery of your Saturn return, you name it this course is going to cover everything. So I'm like so excited because for the first time I can get excited to talk about it online and not feel like um, I have to sell you anything for you to benefit from this experience. The only thing I ask is that you like and you share and you subscribe on any platform that you're listening to, you leave a review because that helps me you know, make this work more sustainable so that I don't burn out like I did in 2020. And I can keep this at this price. Um, and the last part is that I am taking on a very specific group. I'm taking on 28 clients. I'm going to be meeting my clients one week per month in that integration week. Um, so I already have two clients within the program. And I'm super, super excited to start with them in about a month. And if you're interested in joining me as a private mentee, um, the pricing on this is also really, really quite amazing, I think, for what is included. And I've paid way more for courses and coaches than I'm even pricing myself at because I know that with all the things I'm creating for myself and, and the structure of how my business works, I can trust that I will be provided for. So I'm super, super excited to be sharing this with you. And if you're interested in working with me as a private mentee, you can go to my website and just fill out an application. Um, the application is actually really short and you'll book a discovery call to see, see me whenever you, whenever you choose on my schedule. Um, and if you want to join um, the sacred rhythm mentorship self-study version i am offering a promotion right now where you can join for half the price before we begin on the 23rd so you can use the code spring all lowercase 
If you go to my website and you hit the self-study version, you can check out for $180 for the entire year of content, journal prompts, embodiment practices delivered to you on a consistent basis with reminders so that you can enjoy the course at your own pace throughout an entire year. There's no rush to complete this within a month or three months. You have 12 months to work with me and to work with yourself to learn how to become your own astrologer, your own guide. Because, um, yeah, I think this is like, it's a language that we should know. And, and that's why I became an astrologer is like, how do I not know like what sign the moon is in or how to track how that's affecting me? Like, I want to know that. So I, I don't want to gatekeep this information. And I'm I'm really, really excited to offer just so many different ways of making it accessible and also supporting those that really want to go a little bit deeper with their mentorship and with their ability to have some accountability. And that would be in my one-on-one -on -one, um, container. So use the code SPRING if you want to take the self-study version um, that would make the monthly payments only $18, um, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, um, I thought about offering this at a much, much higher price. So, um, yeah, I, I trust that this is offered at the, you know, at the right, in the right way and um, to the right people. And whoever's meant to experience this will have it. I remember my first commitment to um an astrology community like this um was with the astrology hub back in um 2016 and it was $27 a month and I was in that for a couple months before I actually started working for them and I worked for them for um let's see about a year and a half before I started my podcast and I actually got a job with them because I was in a place where I loved their content and their community and learning about astrology every single month uh, so much. And I didn't want to let it go. Um, but I was in a personal place in my life back then where I couldn't even afford $27 a month. And um, I reached out to Amanda Pua Walsh, who runs Astrology Hub. And she knew I was like an active member in the community. And I got a job. And that's how I really, you know, got to meet a bunch of astrologers, got to um, deepen my practice. I took many, many courses with Donna Woodwell and a bunch of other astrologers within that community from 2017 to 2018. And that's really how I learned what I know. So um, offering it at this $36 a month price is also really dear to my heart because um, I know what it's like to you know, be a part of a community like that and to learn astrology and to feel the impact. Um, I actually married my husband within that same year of being a part of that community and went through one of the most challenging, um, I almost died within that same year. Um, so really, really challenging time in my life. And um, that community was my my light, you know, like learning about astrology, learning how to deepen my spiritual practice and um, not be reliant on some other oracle for information was so empowering to me. 
And uh, back in 2019, 2020, when I, or 2020, when I stopped my podcast and everything, you know, part of my burnout was my heartbreak that I had spent uh, six months working very, very hard to produce my course with my private clients. Um, but I didn't produce it in a way that was universal. And I was very tired. <laughs> so I didn't feel like I could do it again. I needed a break. And so um, like with everything in life, um, like I explained in this video, you know, like it took me a year to get to the point now where I'm like, okay, I've, I've been um, investing, thinking, studying, praying, um, strategizing what to do. And I finally have come to that point. So things take time. And that's also part of what astrology teaches us. Um, so I hope that whatever, however you're experiencing this or hearing this, if you're still listening to this transmission, it really gives you hope for whatever it is that you're working on. And it gives you the permission to offer it in a way that is um, true to you and reflects what you think is fair and who you are, because, you know, who we are is supporting, um, like who we are now, what we can do now for our work in the world is to help people who are in a place that we were a couple years ago. And so if you were in this place where you're like interested in learning about astrology more in depth, or you want to um, go through a journey of understanding your birth chart, understanding the transits um, in a new and profound way without reading an, an app or getting some sort of ritual or download from someone else. This course is literally designed to have you have your own shamanic experiences because you are informed of how the elements of a chart, how the elements of the planets uh, work together within you. And that really activates so much expansion. So I'm going to close now with an oracle. And we're going to do the gods and god goddesses and gods, goddesses, gods, and guardians deck. And then we're also going to do the astro star codes. Um, and just to remind you, Alula and I are going to be going um, we're not, we're not going to be going live anymore because I'm, I'm going to see how I can do about editing some of my content <laughs> and so that it's, uh, like with the course and everything, this is going to be pre-recorded content. It's going to be very intentional edited. Um, it's going to have presentations and, um, yeah, it's going to be really thought through. So going forward, you're going to see a lot more content from me. And um, I'm really, really excited to be of service and to connect with you in this way. So what is our oracle for the, for the full moon in Virgo? And how can you step into your power? How can we step into our power? What is the goddess, God, and guardian that is supporting us under this lunation? And in the close of Pisces season and into the subliminal space, into... Aries season. I remember now what I was saying about Lula. Um, I'm going to be posting our Aries uh, seasonal divination episode um, Monday. I don't know exactly what day it is. My phone is covered. Where is my phone? Just had it. There it is. Let's see. Just so you know, Monday the 20th. Um, 
which is the day that the sun moves into Aries. So, um, yeah, I, we'll be doing a lot more of an overview and, and you'll see a lot more content from me. I'm going to be doing a video on Saturn and Pisces and transits going forward. So, yeah, let's see. What is our what is our oracle? <laughs> Hold, tell the truth. Oh my God, this is so powerful. Today, before I went live, I was like thinking of changing some things within this launch. And the truth is that on the day of my Mercury Kazemi that I was telling you about, like, it was so clear. And that's the truth. Like it felt like a download of like, this is what needs to happen. Clear, done. We're good. I actually slept for three days straight after that information came. <laughs> and um, yeah, it just felt like, okay, this is what I'm meant to do. Um, so tell the truth, tell the truth. And even in telling you my truth about <clears throat> my relationship to astrology hub and how powerful that community was for me. Like it's, it's also what, what's behind, you know, my whole life's journey and why I'm even offering you this course to begin with, how I'm able to offer you this course and um, why I've made it the price that I've made it. So bring out, bring it out into the open, be true to your feelings. Hode is the God, Hode is the blind God of winter and North mythology. Ooh, considering the fact that I'm blind, I'm going to take off my glasses just to really embody this archetype because I really cannot see too well without my glasses. Um, and that's also why I really have to like trust in what I, what I feel. So for us, he held a quiet inner strength and was always ready to help others. Hode was tricked by the God of Loki, Loki. Oh my God. So funny into firing an arrow made of mistletoe, which killed his twin brother, Balhor. Despite his tragic mistake, Hode becomes his twin's companion in the underworld after his own death. Hode makes amends by being honest about his error and becomes a spiritual counselor to Balor. Norse legends say that the Hode serves Ragged, Ragnarok. Oh, that's so funny. That's literally like Thor's Serbs Ragnarok. Yeah. You saw Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok is a destructive period preceding a new world. So the, the Norse legend says that Hove's, Hode sur, survives. I'm so sorry. It's late, y'all. I'm recording this kind of late. <laughs> okay, so the Norse legend said that Hode survives Ragnarok, a destructive period preceding a new world, and through his atonement goes into rule alongside Baldor. Hode's symbols are mistletoe and darkness. So Hode's steadfast presence is here to remove the blindfold from your eyes. He invites you to look squarely at any truth you've been avoiding. Be completely honest with yourself about your real feelings. If you've made a mistake, do your best to make amends. Integrity is essential to the clearest path ahead. 
Stick your head in the sand. Sticking your head in the sand only works for so long. The truth always surfaces somehow. Once you face up to reality, you can access all the energy and support you need. Denial's, denial is a defensive state in which you refuse to accept the truth. It recognizes that it it's recognized as a stage in the grief process. Denial, guilt, shame can go hand in hand. These are heavy feelings. Hode encourages you to get therapeutic support to work through these emotions. Hode is a guide through the dark night of the soul and can help with the depression or loss of faith. He supports recovery from addiction, crisis, and trauma. He'll sit with you patiently in your darkest moments, never rushing you to heal. Hode will guide your words and actions in any situation where truth is needed. So seek recovery for addictions. Um, deception or misinformation can be at play. Check all the facts. Try not to be like others. Be naturally and authentically you. The truth is safe. Honesty aligns with me and my highest purpose is the mantra. Beautiful. Seems aligned with what we are talking about here today. And finally, let's do a star codes astro poll. And so this has like the houses and did I just, yeah, almost. Um, this has the houses and the planets and the signs like all in one big deck. And so we're going to get something like that to give us some more perspective. I almost jumble up the deck, which I don't want to do. So let's get these cards straight on the Virgo full moon transmission. Okay, we're good to go. Venus, oh, what a gift. So the card is Venus, and it's so funny because Venus on this full moon is conjunct the ascendant of New York, um, which is often, you know, it's the time zone that I'm in. It's often the time zone that is like the universal time zone, right? Like if you're in America or, you know, if, I guess if you're on the East Coast, but the chart I'm looking at right now, Venus is conjunct the ascendant by a degree. And so she is like a primary symbol of this, of this full moon. And she also is conjunct Jupiter and Chiron and Jupiter and Chiron in Aries. Um, Jupiter is ruling um, the sun in Pisces and Mercury in Pisces, which is Mercury is ruling the moon in Virgo. Um, so, Jupiter, Chiron, Venus, Venus being in Aries, this energy of the warrior, of fearlessness of starting the fire. Venus is actually at the 18th degree. She is the planet that is furthest along in the sign of Aries and Aries is the sign of spring. And so it's all about stepping forward with your values, what you believe, uh, being truthful in your relationships, and yeah, I, I just feel like what this is telling us is to honor the beloved, honor, wow, I flipped right to the page, crazy. 
So it says, um, Venus symbolizes your heart, romance, and the creative process. It's what attracts you, what you value, and how you value yourself. Venus is inside Earth's orbit and takes 224 Earth days to complete the journey. Venus rules Taurus and Libra and can only be in the same sign as the sun or two signs on either other, either and can only I'm sorry and can only be in the same sign as the sun or in the two signs on either side meaning that Venus can only be like a sign or two on either side of the sun away from the sun or literally in the heart of the sun so she's very close to the energy of the sun uh, Venus is one of two planets who appear to rotate backwards an app symbol for the heart's unique path it rotates so slowly that one side is always boiling and the other side is cooler love blows hot and cold action soft charm open the heart investigate how you can make the situation more beautiful more fair and loving Remember this Venusian truth. People are fascinated by those who find them fascinating. Use diplomacy and seduction. Let others come to you. Engage curiosity, creativity, and affection. Venus calls to you, your heart to romance, sings you to a creative mute, sings to you as a creative muse, asks you what you value, what you want enough to get yourself in trouble <laughs> come to know your heart know what you're passionate about and what you stir other and when you stir other people's passions when your heart hurts you can express the higher notes of venus through the acts of compassion affection and creativity all become all become medicine for your soul pour out the art supplies and paint how you feel rescue a puppy Help a person who needs loving kindness even more than you do. The challenge, emotion runs strong and passions are intense. Be wary of crimes of passion, love addiction, or looking for love and material things. You are fascinated by the superficial aspects of Venus. You can get caught up in appearances or become blind in love. Look deeper. The gift, Venus encourages a loving heart. To heal your own heart and become a Venusian beacon to the world around you. Develop what Buddhists refer to as Madri. Maitri. Maitri. Loving kindness, benevolence, friendliness, and active interest in others' well-being. Yes. Yes. So I really hope that this yin... Um, full moon on the yin axis of Pisces and Virgo has been wonderful for you. This transmission has been inspiring and um, enlivening. If you've been following me for a long time, you know what the journey has been like and who I am. And um, I really look forward to seeing who will join the other side of the journey um, and do the self-study. Um, and I hope that you enjoy the course as it comes out too. So 
Let me know in the comments how this transmission resonated with you, my story sharing and all of that. I'd love to hear. And until we meet again, may you live alignment in alignment now and always. I'll see you next time.